right, guys, thank you so very much for that, that message. I know, uh, I know so many of you have been and are going through some storms, and uh, isn't it a blessing that you have a Savior that you can look unto and put your eyes upon and uh, hold his hand, and he holds your hand. And, uh, and that's, uh, it's such a joy to be saved, to know that you know that you know Christ as your Savior. Uh, if you have your Bibles and able to stand with me this morning, we'll start with one verse in Revelation 14. And then we're going to move forward, just read a few verses here before we pray together. Revelation 14, verse number 8. And it reads, there followed another angel saying, and uh, you'll notice this statement, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Let's go forward to chapter 16, Revelation 16, verse number 19. And the great city was divided, that would be Jerusalem, into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. But notice the statement here. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. We go to chapter 17, verse number 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. And then we have the name of that great whore, verse number 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Go to chapter 18, chapter 18, verse number 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen. And has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage uh, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Uh, verse number 10 of Revelation 18, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Verse number 19, and they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. And then in verse number 21, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And so we're looking here this morning at, uh, at this, uh, this thought that Babylon is fallen. Babylon is fallen. This becomes such an important future time in history. This becomes, and we'll not get into that this morning, but a time of great joy and rejoicing for those that know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'd like us to, to go to the Lord this morning, and would you join me? Let's pray. And ask God's help and guidance today. We so need the Lord as always. And take a moment just to yield to Him and to His way uh, this morning for this service. Father, thank You this morning. I, I thank You that You hold our hand in the midst of the storm. And it's sure evident that our world is headed to and toward and in the midst right now of some stormy weather. There's a lot of Christians that are just a bit confused. Uh, Lord, there are a lot of uh, worried people 
in the world today. A lot of things happening, but I thank you, Lord, that you are God, that you're Lord, that you're the King of kings, that you're the victor. And I thank you, Lord, that those that know you are on the winning side. And Lord, here this morning in this service, uh, you know every heart, we're grateful for that. We pray that you would take your word, minister your word this morning, the very point of need, and we believe it's not by accident that any individuals here this morning. And Lord, would you have your way by your spirit, take your word. And Lord, I pray that you would win a battle today in some heart. And we pray this in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. <clears throat> I give you just a, um, a bit of background as we've been preaching through the book of Revelation. Uh, we're at a point in the book of Revelation that uh, I believe we're near the end of the time, the future tribulation uh, that is yet to come upon this earth and this world. Uh, when we speak here of Babylon, Babylon through the Bible uh, is really uh, Satan's anti-God system. And in God's word, Babylonianism represents everything that is opposed to God. It would be everything opposed to God politically, everything opposed to God religiously. Uh, Babylon represents the program of Satan as opposed to the program of God. Now, biblically, we can go back to Genesis chapter 10, Genesis chapter 11. We did this a couple of weeks ago. And Babylon beginnings all the way back in those chapters uh, under a man named Nimrod. And we read and saw that Nimrod established a government and a religious idolatry that were in opposition to God. And that name Nimrod was a rebel. He was a type of the future coming Antichrist. And uh, we read of Nimrod that he tried to build a tower to the heavens and that he tried to gather together the peoples of the world under his rule in the plains of Shinar. And he established there a cultish worship, a man-made religion that was in opposition to God's plan of salvation. And let me just express that in reality you can throw all religion into two types. Uh, first of all, there's true Christianity. And true Christianity preaches salvation by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. Uh, Christianity is Jesus Christ reaching down to man and paying the debt and upon the cross uh, crying, it is finished. And uh, Christianity is the Lord Jesus Christ bringing salvation to a world in deep need. Religion is man's effort to earn his way to God. And that's impossible. And that was the Babylonian religion. It was a rejection of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and it was an effort to worship an occultic worship contrary to God. Now in Genesis chapter 11, God came down, He brought judgment upon man's false political, false religious system, He confounded the languages of the world, He scattered the peoples through the, uh, through the earth, through the face of the earth, and, and that was God's initial attention after Noah came off of the ark, He said that they were to scatter, replenish the earth, and man through Nimrod rebelled against that, and God confounded the languages and scattered mankind. 
Now, Babylonianism continued to rear its ugly head uh, through the Word of God and through Nimrod and after Nimrod. And you'll find both politically, religiously, uh, we read later of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, built the Golden City, one of the wonders of the world at that particular time. History tells us that uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar rebuilt a tower of Baal in central Babylon. Later, we know in the book of Daniel that he erected a golden image. And he demanded at the instruments of the playing of the instruments that all of the world would worship that image, that they would fall and bow the knee to that image in opposition to God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that Babylonian system was swallowed up and it continued through the kingdoms of the Medes and the Persians. And then through Alexander the Great and the Greeks. Then through the Roman Empire which ruled the world in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ and when John wrote the book of Revelation, that was the ruling empire of John's day. Uh, since then, there have been attempts by Mussolini, Napoleon, Hitler, uh, men that desired to rule the world. Now, ultimately, what we find here uh, in the Bible, Babylon is going to rise to its greatest prominence during the coming tribu tribulation. And so we've talked about this of one world government that will be headed by the Antichrist. A one world religious system that will help the Antichrist rise to power. And then that world religious system eventually conquered by the Antichrist. Now, the good news, we come to this place in the Bible where Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. Because my Lord Jesus Christ will defeat and destroy the anti-God systems, the anti-religious systems of this world. Now, this news is really described all the way back in Daniel chapter 2. And you remember in that chapter of the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar had a, a dream. He had a vision, a great image. And Daniel came to interpret that dream, that vision. There was the golden head representing Babylon. There were the breast and arms of silver representing the Medes and the Persians, the belly and the thighs of brass. That was the Grecian Empire, the legs of iron, the Roman Empire of John's day and of the days of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the book of Daniel, in that image, there was a coming revived Roman Empire, a revived Babylon with feet part of iron, part of clay, ten toes. And we have expressed in the past as we've been marching through this, a ten-nation European-Roman confederacy through which Antichrist will rise to power. And I want to read from Daniel chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. In this image, in this vision, Daniel is interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And Daniel says, Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon the feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold broken to pieces together, and because like the shaft, or became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And then later in Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 and 45, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. 
Forasmuch as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. I want you to read Revelation 18, verse 21, because I believe Daniel chapter 2 is describing this. Revelation 18, verse 21 and a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And that's describing the triumphant, conquering, ruling, reigning power of my Jesus. Now that stone that smote the image established an everlasting kingdom is the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And when Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation, he's going to, be to bring to ruin Satan's false religious and Satan's false political system. Uh, he will bind Antichrist. You'll read about that in Revelation 19 and the false prophet cast them into hell. He's going to destroy those kings and peoples that rejected him and allowed the Antichrist to reign. And then he will establish his rule and his reign for a thousand years. So we come to this place in the scripture, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Now let's look to Revelation chapter 17 this morning. We have in this chapter a description of Babylon. In Revelation chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, we have a picture of religious Babylon. We preached through this a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to go into great detail upon this, but it describes that one world, false, idolatrous, anti-God religious system. This passage of Scripture is described as a woman. She's described as that great whore that sitteth upon many waters, describing the influence literally worldwide, full of the names of blasphemy. You'll read it in these seven verses. Having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. In verse 5 of Revelation 17, upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And it's describing here a conglomeration of religious ecumenicalism that is man's effort to earn his way to God. That religious system is one that will deceive the peoples of the earth. Now, I, I, I just want to share a bit of my heart here this morning because I think we are witnessing today the preparations for this system. Most of Christendom, when I speak of Christendom, we're not talking about true Christianity. There's a difference between Christendom and true Christianity. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's one door to heaven. That door is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no church that will get you to heaven. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But Christendom that has rejected that door of Jesus Christ is going to be deceived by this man-made religious system. And John saw that and he wondered with a great admiration that the world could follow after this system and be so deceived. You know, as a pastor, I have a great burden. And I'm watching this deception that is growing more and more prominent. I believe we're living in a day when there is a sifting that's taking place in our world right now. 
Satan's time is short. Now, no man knows the day nor the hour. We know not when Jesus is coming. The Bible says, be you ready for as such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. But I believe, no doubt, we're closer to the return of Jesus Christ for his children than we've ever been. And Satan's time is short. There are many church members that have an empty profession. There's a difference between a profession of Christ and a possession of Christ. You see, you must know Jesus Christ. And there are many that do not possess the Spirit of God. And this timing over the past few years has uh, taken many away from church, and yet there's no chastening. And I'm fearful when the trumpet sounds, there are going to be multitudes in Christendom that are going to be left behind. And Matthew chapter 25 uh, describes this, where five wise virgins and five foolish virgins and uh, the difference was one possessed no oil and the other possessed the oil and the oil is the picture of the Holy Spirit of God and except a man be born again you must know the Lord you must possess the Spirit of God uh, in the life of a true child of God the Spirit of God lives and resides and dwells and teaches uh, the principles of God's word and so those that know not Christ as that rapture takes place will be left behind and most likely be deceived and follow the strong delusion of this antichrist system. And so I plead, make sure, know that you know that you're saved. Uh, Jesus said, or First John said, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath no life. There's no in-between. Either you know Christ, either you possess Christ, or you do not. And so it's so important as we are living in these days that you know that you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think it's also evident as we read the Word of God, many that are genuinely saved uh, before the Lord returns, will grow cold and indifferent to the things of God. And 1 Corinthians 3 describes that they would be saved yet as by fire. And when the Lord returns, ashamed at the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ, a loss of not salvation, that's impossible, but a loss of great reward before the Lord. That's religious Babylon that's coming upon the world. But we move in Revelation 17 to political Babylon beginning at verse number 8 and through the end of the chapter. And here's a description of a one-world government led by Antichrist. It's a political economic system that will control the peoples of the earth, according to the Word of God. And we know, as we read back in Revelation 13, that no man would buy or sell except to receive that mark of the beast during that time of the tribulation. Now, that political system of the tribulations described for us in these verses. Now, notice in verse number 8, let's read this. Verse 8, Revelation 17. The beast that thou sawest was and is not shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and shall go into perdition. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Now that beast is... As we uh, have looked in the past, I believe it's the same beast of Revelation chapter 13. It's the Antichrist. And those that have rejected Christ will follow him. They'll worship him. They'll serve him. They'll take that mark and uh, bow the knee to a false Messiah, to Antichrist. In verse number 9, here is the mind, or here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads of the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. He's going to rise to power, I think it's evident, through the book of Daniel, through a revived Roman Empire. 
Rome has always been known as the city of seven hills. Yet as you move on, there's a double meaning in verse number 10. There are seven kings, five are fallen, one is, and the other is not yet to come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And we find that there were five kingdoms as, uh, as John wrote the book of Revelation. Uh, that it played an impact upon the nation of Israel, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. And he says, five are fallen. One is Rome, uh, which is currently ruling in John days. And the other is not yet to come, the revived Roman Empire of the ten toes of Daniel uh, chapter 2. In verse number 11, it reads, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. He's coming out of this Revived Roman Empire, verse 12, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings. He says, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. And ten, ten nations, ten kings, the same as the ten toes. In verse 13, they have one mind and shall give their power and their strength unto the beast. They surrender their authority to this Antichrist. In verse number 17, for God had put it in their hearts to fulfill his will, to agree, to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And so they surrender their kingdoms to this Antichrist. A system then begins to, uh, through uh, government, lead the world. A type of Nimrod back of the Old Testament. But you look in chapter 14, or chapter 19, we'll find that Jesus Christ is going to be the victor. In chapter 19, verse number 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. That's the coming battle of Armageddon. And the beast was taken. And with him the false prophet wrought miracles before him, which deceived them that he received the mark of the beast. And them that worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. We find that Jesus is the victor. He's going to win the battle. That's the description here of that world government, that world religious system. Now, I believe with all of my heart that our world is headed very quickly in this direction. Uh, it's evident as you follow uh, the news, you're following even the alliances today of nations. You're following today the alliances of religious entities. And it's evident that we're heading in this direction, this description of this end-time Babylon. Now go with me to Revelation chapter 18. And I want you to see here the destruction of this end time Babylon. In Revelation 18 verse number 1, after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. God will judge this anti-God system. Uh, he'll judge this system for the magnitude of her sins. And it's evident here this is a demonic anti-God system as it's described in verse 2. A hold of every foul spirit, a habitation of devils, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Uh, Nimrod's Babylon was a cultic. It was an idolatrous worship. It's the root of false religious worship since that time. 
You ever notice, if you've ever studied the religions of the world, you ever notice how all of religion, except for true Christianity, is very similar in so many ways? And all of religion is an effort of man, man's works, man's efforts. You can study Hinduism and Buddhism and Voodooism and Shamanism and Mohammedism and Romanism and so many similarities in these religions and an effort falsely to worship God. It's a deceptive religious system. Look in chapter 18, verse number 3. It says, For all nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. It's a deceptive system, a deceptive government, a deceptive worship. Now look in chapter 18, verse number 5. God will hold Babylon accountable. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquity. I thought that was an interesting verse, and I wrote beside verse 5, Genesis chapter 11. Because in Genesis chapter 11, Nimrod built the tower of Babel, the tower to reach to heaven. God remembered her iniquities. And in Genesis 11, God came down and brought judgment against that system. And so it will be with the Babylon of the Antichrist. God will look upon it. God will hold her accountable for her iniquities and for her sins. In verse number 6, Revelation 18, Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, and the cup in which she hath filled, uh, filled to her double. How much she hath glorified herself, lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, am no widow, and shall no, uh, see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. See, there's this law of sowing and reaping. And let me just give you a principle this morning. Man cannot defy God and ever win the battle. Never. Uh, payday always comes someday. Now, this morning we looked in the book of Jeremiah in our Sunday school class and, and we saw that with the nation of Judah and how the iniquity and their rejection of God rose to its fullness and God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And what we look at is in our world today, a world that is sticking its fist in the face of God. And that world that sticks its fist in the face of God is going to come to judgment. You do not go against God and win the battle. And we can look at the wickedness of this world that defies God and we might ask the question, how long? How long does wickedness rage on? How long does God allow wrong to prosper? How long do the righteous seem to be persecuted? How long uh, for babies to be murdered? How long does rape and murder and war and thievery continue on? How much longer will the wicked rulers be allowed to make wicked laws? How much longer will this take place? Well, God will have the final say. God will be the victor. And that is the destruction that comes to this political, religious Babylon. Now, all that I've said to this point is free, and we moved very quickly through some of these principles this morning. I want to get to the most important part and the challenge here for us this morning of this service. 
I want you to look at Revelation chapter 18 and verse number 4. And I want you to see here the departure from end time Babylon. In Revelation chapter 18 verse 4. Reads, I, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. Now, it's very clear that this world system is going to be judged by God. There's no escape. It reminds me of an Old Testament illustration. Remember the men Korah, Dathan, and Abiram? And those men rose in rebellion against God and rose in rebellion against Moses. And God warned those men that the earth would open and swallow those men, their families, and their possessions. And then Moses said to the congregation, flee from the tents of these wicked men. And then the Bible tells us in the book of Numbers that God brought judgment and the earth opened and these men, their families, their possessions fell screaming into the pits of the earth, and their cries could be heard by the congregation as they fled. Now, I want you to get a picture here. The Bible is describing uh, this time when this false political system, this world religion, this world government, going all the way back to Nimrod, and following its history through the Word of God and rejection and defiance of God, God is describing that Babylon the Great is fallen. Judgment is going to come. And that judgment is going to be sure. And so God says to His people, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, just as God said through Moses to those that surrounded Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, Get away from the tents of these wicked men. Get out of that system. Judgment is coming. And God is warning this world, Judgment is coming. Can I point out to us this morning, no man can serve two masters. You can't serve God and the world. It's an impossibility. You know, I, I brokenheartedly watch as many in our day are being deceived. And believing Satan's lies. Trying to keep one foot in the world... And one foot serving God. And it's an impossibility. Now during the tribulation, it's very clear, and we've preached through this, there will be a clear distinction between the saved and the lost. And we don't see that clear distinction to that level right now, though I think the closer we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a sifting and a purging that's taking place. But in the tribulation, there's going to be that clear distinction. Uh, in the tribulation, it's going to be clear if you're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to have to reject the mark of the beast. And no man can buy nor sell without that mark. And there will be persecution, there will be prison, there will be martyrdom. Uh, and then those that take that mark, the Antichrist, will seal their eternal doom according to the Word of God and serve falsely the Antichrist. I want to give uh, tribulation. Silas, or, uh, an example. Silas, I asked you if you would be ready. Would you come here this morning? And I, I want to give an illustration here for us today, just kind of in closing, that is so very important. Had to find the, the best looking guy we could find here. 
And uh, so Silas, step right up here. I believe if, if I understand where we are in our time frame, it's time to get serious about serving Jesus Christ. Uh, don't float downstream like all the dead fish. Any dead fish can float downstream. It takes a living fish, somebody that possesses the Spirit of God, to go against the current. And, and we're living in a day when you're going to have to reject the false religious system, the anti-God agenda that is being force-fed upon our world today. We are uh, very quickly headed in a movement to world, uh, toward a world government uh, today. We're coming to a point, and we're doing this through our news media, through our propaganda systems, through our educational systems today, where we're training a generation that no longer thinks for themselves, no longer able to reason, no longer able to look into the Word of God and understand the principles of God's Word. We're preparing what I would say a world citizenship today. And today we are being fed a world agenda, and let me just give you some of this agenda that's being force-fed that's so contrary to the Word of God. It's the LGBTQ system, the climate change that's really beginning to affect so many of the rules and regulations that are coming down the pike today. Uh, the critical race theory that's coming down, and all of this is an anti-God agenda. It's satanic hogwash that's preparing a generation for this anti-God system that's coming upon the world. And so we're training a people today that are passively beginning to follow the system and no longer standing for the principles of God's word. And I'm telling you, we're coming to a place you're going to have to stand. It's going to cost you something to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to cost you something to be used of the Lord. Now, I'm going to give you an illustration, and please, please understand. This is nothing more than an illustration. Okay, I want to use this young man right here as a picture of Jesus Christ. His family says, that's not, who. that's impossible. <laughs> okay. But this young man's a picture of Jesus Christ for us this morning. So how do I, how do I go against the current? How do I stand against this system that's coming upon this world today that God says, come out of her, be a separate, my people? How do I do so? Well, I believe the first and most important thing, and Sal, would you step forward here? So we had to get a center. <laughs> and Sal is going to represent for us a center. And Silas is going to represent for us the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> so how do I prepare my heart? This is going to be a tough, Sal. But first of all, let's come to Jesus. And I want to ask you to bow on your knee before Jesus. And the Bible says, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to believe on his name. Friend, you're not going to make it if you do not know Jesus Christ personally as your Lord and Savior. 
you must know the Lord. You must possess the Lord, not profess the Lord, but He must be real in your heart and in your life. And the reason the world will receive this Antichrist system is because it has rejected the love of the truth, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to challenge this morning, make sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that you're saved. You must possess the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Sal has come before the Lord and has received the Lord. Amen. But this becomes so very crucial because here Satan is working right now over time. He's working now to divide God's children away from walk with the Lord. And not only must you know the Lord, but I want to challenge, stay close to the Lord. Love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Because you're not strong enough to stand against this on your own. You need a big brother, which we got this backwards, but that's okay. You need a big brother that's going to fight your battle for you. And friend, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can't stand alone. You need a close walk and relationship with Jesus Christ. And Satan is working overtime to take God's children out of the Word of God. And this Bible is truth. And the world is heading in a false direction and propaganda being thrown. And the minds of so many of God's people are being confused today because they're not in the Word of God. And if you're going to stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll not read this, you can write this down. 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse number 18, says, Even now are there many antichrists, and he's telling us the way to avoid and deal with the antichrist is through the truth of God's word. And friend, this book is truth. It's God's word. And this book must be hidden in the heart to stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that becomes so very crucial. And if you're going to stay close to the Lord, it's essential in 1 John chapter 1, that you stay sensitive towards sin. And when I say stay sensitive towards sin, the Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here's Satan. He wants to take you out of the word of God. He wants to put sin into your life and sin will confuse you and sin will blind you. But it's so important to put the word of God in your heart and bring your sin day by day on your knee again here and confess that sin before the Lord Jesus Christ and maintain a pure heart and walk before the Lord Jesus Christ. And then let me give you another thought that is so very important. Friend, none of us can stand on our own. None of us can stand on our own. In Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible makes it very clear that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but so much the more as you see the day approaching. And friend, I think we can see this day approaching. We see this religious Babylon. We see this political Babylon. It's approaching. And it's approaching so quickly. We need each other. And here's how Satan is working today. He's working to take us away from Jesus. He's working to take us out of the Word of God. He's working to get us out of church. We need each other. We need to stand together. He's working overtime 
to separate us so that as Jesus returns, we stand before the Lord. Uh, if we're not saved, we're lost for all of eternity. If we're saved, we stand before the Lord ashamed. Uh, saved, yet us by fire and the loss of reward. And so this is just a very crude illustration. I know this is not Jesus. And I know that this is not a lost sinner. So a, perf a, a illustration, though, of the importance of needing to walk close to Jesus Christ. Guys, thank you. Come out of her before it's too late. Church, I want to challenge you. Jesus is coming. Amen. We live in the most exciting day in all the world in which to live. And we need to look for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, when Jesus comes, I want to be found in the center of his will. I want to be found doing what he's commanded me to do. I want to be found faithful to Jesus Christ. I'd like every head bowed.